Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. What is up, dance physical therapist? How are you? Uh, I'm doing it like Dora. You know, I just said something. Ah! And no, you're not gonna say anything. I love that. Rachel just went into to total like anime. Oh yeah. Yes. Clap along. So first of all, we have Dr. Rachel Perry on. We'll call her Raquel, Rachel, whatever you want. On, we're gonna be talking about cruise ship life as a dancer. Both her and I worked on the same type, same cruise ship line, and we met. I feel like we had friends in common, but we officially met at interviews for a school, which was just like, what? And I'm, I'm still forever disappointed we go, went didn't go to the same school. But at the same time, physical therapy school is hell. It's just, ugh. So just, if we just need to survive it and then like catch up and be normal humans again. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally took a sip of water at the same time. Actually, not water. Bye. Mm-hmm. Coconut buy. This is my favorite. This is not brought to you by Coconut Buy. However, if anybody wants to co- connect with Buy to yeah. with them, it's very natural because I love it so much. Ooh, what do you have? What do you I have? will be drinking Spindrift Lemon. This is my new my new idea for a side hustle. I just want to talk to people that I'm friends with. You know, and have somebody pay me to do it. Right. Right. And it's like, hey, Spindrift. It is delicious and it's carbonated. I love it. I Everybody love it. wins. I love it. I love your energy right now because it just, it really is so, we're so theater. We're so theater. I'm going um, down and I just can't. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go back. Yeah, I, no, no. I mean, I was <laughs> years ago on, mm-hmm. on the cruise ship. I was singing, acting, and dancing on there. What was it for you? I think, okay. Oh, God, I don't even know. More than 10 years ago. Yeah. More than 10 years. Oh, yeah. Mine's way more than 10 years ago. What about you? Yes. So I was Wonder 12, and I think it was 2005 is when I was on. Right after me. That's what we reconnected as well. Because I finished in 2004, and I was Magic 12. So we are definitely an era cruise ships. If those are wondering on the cruise ship, on the cruise ship, they have different names for casts to help people know which which ship you were on as well as the number um so they can track it that's that's it that, so if you're wondering what the hell we were saying that's that um so on yours did you have the flying monkeys in your oh yeah okay oh, yeah we were just- Spanish web and and I think there's a lot of different tricks, things, depending on the show, depending on the cruise line that people do. But in this one show that her and I have in common, the the dancers, a lot, the, a lot of the dancers, they were the ones who specifically, not the singer dancers, they made sure to not mix the singers in with something that difficult. Um, and I think now looking back, definitely because of injuries. Um, but but there, uh, people didn't get hurt so much there, but that was also usually the spot where they got hurt. There was a lot of potential to get seriously injured. And the best part was, friends, um, every time uh, we did Spanish Web, because I was a swing, meaning I didn't have the same track every show. Um, I just went in for whoever was sick or out or contingency. But so every time I went on for Spanish Web, we got a $35 hazard pay. 
And in hindsight, I'm like, that was going to do nothing. That do nothing. Wow. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Smart of them to do something like that. So at least they're, but wow. Okay. Let's, okay. So, so for those who don't know, Spanish web is where you see somebody on the ground and there's somebody up on top, like, like they've climbed up the the rope and then they're like holding two arms or one arm as the person down below is swinging it in circles it's very beautiful it's very very cool um uh, a very very cool thing to see and there were a lot of performers who i think if not all who are trained for the first time through this cruise ship and so it was you know learning this skill which is also you know learning a new skill and then you're full out doing it you know, three, three shows one time a week, but still like that's. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been a long time since I was on the cruise ship. So. I'm having to like pull out my memory here. And at my age, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there's only so much space that you can keep things in. But so I reached out to some of my cast and I was like, this is what I remember. What else happened? And, <laughs> Your yeah. homework, amazing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was like, mm. you know, and I vaguely remember someone was in a in a boot, but I that might have been another show. So um, the first one to pop up was like, yes, I got hurt day one learning Spanish web um, because neither the person doing the flying or the person on the bottom spinning had done it before. It was both their first times, and he had a shoulder injury that he says today still gives him irritation. Oh, so frustrating. Yeah. And, and, and the way our minds are where we just push through anything. Oh, the bolt. Let's, ooh, the rocking ship. The rocking ship. The yeah. rocking ship. I am, sh but, you know, your body gets used to it. Mm -hmm. really used to it. I remember dancing and doing pirouettes and jumping out into a, you know, developing yeah. a cone and, and then doing chenets. Like there were sometimes where I would do like kind of a double step and that's only just because of the rock. But yeah. when I went on to land after doing a contract for a half a year, it, I would throw myself off balance because I was used to the wave. How long were you on the ship? I only did one contract. So oh. I did for six, what is it, seven months? It's like two months rehearsal and like six or seven months on, whatever. I did a catch-up contract. So I was only on for, I think, four or five. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember halfway through, I was I went to the stage manager and I said, it was literally the halfway through, Mark. I said, hey, <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to quit. Mm -hmm. I was like, do you have any words to me? Like, and he just said something that was, it was a very like straightforward, like, you know, if you quit now, you're going to train yourself to be quitting for everything. I was like, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. It, yeah. really, it really was. I was like, got it. And, and, um, and he was the right person to talk to for, I think the timing, his personality is straightforwardness. And I was like, I'm actually really glad I went to him. I'm like, yep, let's, yeah. this. let's keep going. Uh, but, um, yeah, ship life is a whole other life. So aside from the rocking regarding balance, well, do you remember the whole stuff with balancing on rocking? What any of that rock your memory? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I remember the very first day getting on the ship and being like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Um then you got used to it. So. Yeah, you think about it until you're on. You're like, whoa. Um, yeah. how about people getting sick? Um, like like physically? Yeah. yeah. Oh, seasick. Um, thank God I don't think so ever during a show. Yeah, there wasn't. When I was on, there wasn't a physical therapist. There was a doctor. You just had like a doctor, right? We right. Yeah. Our uh, our Anne Marie, who is play is an adult who plays a, a smaller. Right, right, right. Um, she would get sick, and so, but I mean, she's a performer, so she just kept going. She just tucked it out. There's. I remember. So I remember that that there were different types of rocking depending mm -hmm. on what was going on weather wise. There was a specific rock, and I, I like that that would guarantee people sick. Oh, the, like it was yeah. the speed, the way it the way it would you know. And I remember we were about to start doing our wave of shows in a row, mm -hmm. um, and. Or was it the last one? Oh, yeah, because there's gaps. But it was for one specific show. It happened two times, but there was one that was, like, so memorable. And the cruise ship director goes, gets on the 
on the, the backstage um, mic or whatever and says, all right, everyone. So, you know, we have buckets on either side and was literally telling us where these buckets were. And our, we were all just like, what? And, and, but the rock was that kind of rock. And I should, I should have had drugs, like, but I didn't. And like, cause you know, the, the drug that you would take would make you sleep drowsy. Yeah. I, I was hesitant to do it. Um, I should have done it. Uh, and I remember I was going up um, and my part was sitting on a rock. So I was like, I knew my, my mic was off before. So I was singing kind of my part over and over again before I came from center stage. You're probably guessing which one thing I was. Um, and, um, and like, and as, as, um, I came up uh, and uh, I remember just like I you I felt like vomiting the whole freaking time I was singing vomit so as soon as I came down I just kept singing I was singing I was singing the whole show and then at the end of, and then there were people throwing up for sure but oh. I, I just because like once you throw like it's hard to stop you know and so I I kept singing backstage and then, cause in that show I both said, I was both a um, parts as well as dancing in it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the show, uh, my pathway had to like go through around the front of the ship to like go back to where I need to get to. And I was walking by a, a castmate's uh, room who was just on the show. And I was like, Dan manager your bathroom. He's like, yep. He just, he just knew. And he let me in. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I did my thing. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Crazy. I can't That never happened in our run. Thank God. But I do remember now that you say it, like, um, disem like right coming in and out of the ports, uh, going, like going back to Cape Canaveral when the boat speeded up. That's when I think everyone got sick. I know they canceled Spanish Web um, on one or two of our, our cruises where they felt like it wasn't safe enough to be up in the air. But what you were saying about running down, like that was one of the things I was thinking of, like how many how many chances we had to get hurt running down those metal stairs. Oh, backstage. Backstage. And yeah. it's similar to this in other theaters I've been in, other as a performer or backstage as, you know, doing other things. But just the handrails and the metal and wearing, you know, jazz shoes or ballet shoes. And you just have to go, you have to go so fast. Yes. Yes. I remember, I mean, there's so many like chance things that could happen. I, I think the doors were heavy to keep them. Doors were so heavy. Okay. Wow. At the same time. Yeah. I remember. So, and, and it rocks. I remember somebody, um, we were going to get notes before a show or something and somebody accidentally closed it on my big toe. Couldn't do, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I feel like there was like one part I could do, but I couldn't wear closed toe shoes. Uh, so, uh, um, that was one of the few shows I made about the red boots. Uh, is because of the red boots. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so I, so because of that, the swing, I believe the swing went on. That was like the only time, but it wasn't when I was doing my actual number. It was like the closing show. They're like, goodbye. Thank you for coming. It was that. So um, it was just like a cameo. It, it, it's so interesting. Depending on the ship you're on to as a performer, there are some performers where they're like, yeah, we'd love to for you to learn this track and move you around. And there's some performers where they do not want you to be even if you have a cover they don't want you to have a, that cover to go on and i was definitely as much as it's an honor i was one of those performers that you didn't want anyone else doing your role they didn't want anyone else doing my part and um so the wing never got to do it and um uh and 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 they were comp they she tried to have conversations with me about it and i was just like you know i didn't want to be that evil that bad person you know, calling out of a show unless I was like actually sick or things. But mm -hmm. even there was a point where there's, oh, remember the recycled air. Oh, yeah. I lost my voice kind of regularly. It was like every month and a half or something. It was enough. It was regularly enough because that recycled air. And I spent so much time above, uh, at, at, like in actual air to try to remedy the problem. But I, my body did not yeah. react well to that. And I remember I had no voice. And they put on the track and yeah. and, and like that's i did not like i really would have preferred my swing on man that was yeah. embarrassing 
So wait, so you did not want to use the swing or you, you did want to use the swing? I did. I you did. And your swing I, didn't want to go on? Oh, my swing was dying to go on, dying to go on. And, um, and, but the stage manager's like, oh, we're just going to give you a track to lip sync to. Yeah. That happened once to one of, one of my friends who likes to read books. She meets a big uh, burly guy. There's a cat. But otherwise, you know, everybody else was pretty experienced and pretty chill about it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, in my part, it was just one of those weird. Um, and then, did you have anything go? Oh, because you talk about stage malfunctions. Do you remember any stage malfunctions that went on? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like so. Um, so if you imagine like a stage, right? You've got. I think stage. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> then, well, I don't know. So then, um, your audience is here. Where's here? I guess. In and front then, of you. Then, like, let's say here's our scene, and then up comes this whole nother. That's what I thought. The lift. Whole the nother lift. thing. Yeah. yeah. So basically, for um, because this is also going to be a podcast, so it's, oh. it's basically like a cut in the stage, mm -hmm. um, like a circle that can go down and becomes this big hole in the stage and come back up to be like, oh, a character just can't rose from down below. All right, continue. Hydraulic trapdoor. Yeah. So two of my favorite snafus while I was working on the cruise ship was, um, and this also, I think is, I mean, again, like setting myself up, I could have gotten hurt so badly. You know, I guess that's why you do it in your twenties and your early twenties when you're super bendy and don't care. Um, and we don't but, know better. We don't know better. We don't know better. Yeah. So one time I went on, I think for your track. Oh, wow. Maybe. And, um, did you do the Mulan stick fighting? Yes, I did. Yes. So at the very end, everybody runs um, towards the audience on the stage and this big, fabulous, beautiful red silk falls down. Yes. And Mulan grabs it and she's like, yeah, victory. And everyone runs underneath the silk so that they can then see the audience and then they have their game face. And then there's Rachel who is stuck in the silk and I can't find my way out. Get up and run! <laughs> <laughs> and it's a serious moment too. Yes. And so that's where I learned the first phrase shove with love, which has, you know, translated well into my career as a physical therapist. You know, sometimes you got to shove people, you got to move them to the right spot, but you got to do it with love, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other time that we had a snafu was when that trap door came down to bring up another scene. Um, Turk from Tarzan is walking around being, you know, silly and Turk uh, fell into this trap door, fell into the pit. <gasps> the mascot fell in. So if a mascot falls in, if a mascot falls in, I mean, how much vision does this person have even? Yeah. So I don't know how much you want to actually talk about it. But yeah, not, not specific just to protect, you know, um, but but uh, but definitely just the idea of like, uh, uh Wow. Wow. And then, um, what was, was that a performer? Okay. Like we were fine. Wow. Yeah. In fact, the same person was telling me, um, cause they now work. Gosh, I think Alyssa, you'll have to remind me if you're watching, but, uh, for, I know she's worked for carnival cruise line and like hiring and, and doing character work, things like that. Um, so she was saying she pulled a hamstring pretty badly on the cruise ship but it was while she was doing yoga in the gym. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like I said, she felt something rock and felt something pop and yeah, but so she was totally fine. And I think, um, as you know, as you all know, Turk is a gorilla and gorillas have a lot of padding. So, oh but, yeah, that's helpful. I didn't think I didn't see anything. Yeah, that's a blessing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember, um, one time with that same lift in the center of the stage, um, <laughs> a different part where I come up and I had these other dancers around me with the character that I was playing and, um, oh no, oh, that's what it was. The, so we were supposed to go up and, and it wasn't oh, the car and they kept, yeah. And they kept, yes, I think it going. And so myself and all the, I mean, technically we're all dancers in this number. So we ran 
like everybody just ran to make it on stage on time. So keep in mind that this there's a big hole in the stage. And and they come up and I came right on time mm -hmm. on the stage for my first music. But then when we did, I can't believe we didn't get injured. When we did the dance break, because it was like normally I'm center doing it. So what I did, um, so there's this big hole. And we have dancers on this side and this side. And I went back upstage, so basically farther away from the audience on a very small area. And I did the dance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I did the turn. Um, but, like, but, but looking back, stupid. I should have stayed on the side. Like, why? Like, why? Who cares? You and know? It's a moment, you know? Yeah. You yeah. have a moment to decide. Yeah. But people, but... We, as performers, I, I don't know about you, but I was never taught how to think of my own long-term health and safety in the process while staying true to what needed to be presented. Right. You have not changed the show if mm -hmm. I kept myself on the side because everybody, the audience knew there was a hole in the stage. It's too big to not see. Oh my gosh. Absolutely not. And I remember when we rehearsed in Toronto, so learning the the Tarzan dance number. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so cool if I'm all the way down on the ground in like this, like deep squat, hands on the ground, monkeying around. And then I'm going to, I'm going to leap into like a split leap or like yeah. a stag leap. Like that looked beautiful in my mind. So I did it like four or five times and then pulled something. And I remember my IT band, my quad being so like painful just to even touch, light touch. And not wanting to tell anybody because I was yeah. like, I already felt like as the swing, I was kind of like a second class character, not yeah. by not by my cast members at all. Like, no way, no way. Yeah, yeah. but it's just um, probably, yeah, that's how it probably felt. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want anybody to know about it. I was like, I'm fine. I could do this all day. And then went home and was like, ah, so yeah. yeah, no, that's that's tough. That's painful. Um, for looking back, the behaviors health-wise of the cast members, because we're talking about people who are usually in their early to maybe mid-20s. If you're in mid-20s, the people in the cast look at you like you're old. 30, you're like, you're, you, 30, if you're 30 on the ship, the cast members look at you like you belong in AARP. Mm -hmm. Like, which is ridiculous because that's so young. But they're, that, that, like, the cohort is young, is young. Very, so, very young. Yeah. And I think if you think of a lot of the the, um, the characters, too, I remember a lot of them came straight out of high school. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah had, a handful of people that were, I mean, a very small handful of people that were really healthy and, like, really into, I mean, they had all done cruises, I think, before. And so, and then there were the rest of us that were, like, you know, Jack Daniels is 25 cents at the crew bar. Yes, please. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you're eating at the crew mess. And so I remember one of our like gorgeous ballerinas, just beautiful. The first week that she was there and she was someone that came right out of high school. So she was 18. Oh. Um, she ate like soft serve ice cream and that was it. Cause she was just like living it up. She was like, this is amazing. Um, and so then you started to see her like muscle mass kind of declining as the cruise went on and then all of a sudden her pop pot of partner is saying like i can't lift you anymore and you've got all of that on top of it that's tough that's a, those are tough conversations to have mm -hmm. yeah at that age uh, me in and i'm i'm maybe five four on a good day um and this person was like five seven, just like tall, beautiful, um, and we weigh the same amount, but I'm compact. So it just didn't in in her eyes. I remember it was kind of an insult at the time to to go conversation doing. Um, she had to do weight checks. Wow! Wow! Which and I would and, and like as much as I disagree with that. It's it's more of a. You got to collaborate with your partner because you've already been cast. And if part of what you need to do is lift it, that's a tough one, especially in, in definitely body pride and loving yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's a woo. woo. I, I have all these memories coming back. Gosh. 
So I want to, we should interview her. Yeah. Now made it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I remember um, the, the, the crew mess itself. I remember they, they had a, 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 there was a salad bar, which got old real fast. I was all okay. about salad bar first, but they got real fast. I remember on fancy occasions, mm -hmm. there would be pasta night. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. And that was a very big deal. And it's so funny looking back, I'm like, that cost him like nothing to do pasta night. Yeah. And, and I mean, talk about cheap food for a, a fancy night. And then also, I remember there were fish heads, the infamous fish heads. And it's different cultures on the ship. So, so for some people, that's a major delicacy. Mm -hmm. But, and the, a lot of the food where you would go up to, you know, choose whatever food um, for yourself, you did not know what it was. Yeah. Like, it, that's what it, you didn't know. So for us to, um, it, it was like after midnight or 11 p.m. Yeah, from upstairs that was left over, that was already cooked, that the guests didn't eat, that then we would get. So basically people would show up and have late night, very unhealthy meals. But a lot of us had really didn't, didn't hadn't, hadn't eaten that much in the first place. Right. Because we didn't like the food. I eat all the time. <laughs> I mean, I ate, but like, I didn't like, yeah. Yeah, no, it was like, yeah, you, I guess you had a full plate and, you know, it just, that was one of the biggest things I did not like about working on the cruise ship is that it was, it was a full on ship. It was, yeah. Oh, fun fact for those of you who don't know, um, at least for the cruise ship that you and I worked for, your, your entertainers uh, man your lifeboat. In the event of a, unlikely, but you know, in the event of an emergency, I am in charge of your well-being. I remember that, and I remember I was the assistant because we have returnees from prior cast on ours, and so I was somebody's assistant. And I remember like listening to speak, and this was just my brain there, and I was like, I could be him one day. <laughs> I just remember why would I want to be like, why would I want to be the one in charge in a real emergency? No, thank you. No, I'm going to just jump on it. Thank you. <laughs> if you can catch a fish, you can eat its eyeballs for hydration. Things that stick in my head. So Jenna, did anyone leave your contract? Uh, when I did a contract, yes, there was one. Um, and he's, he was in my wedding, um, <laughs> um, a very, very dear friend, but it was already his second contract. And so he was just like, I'm good. And then the other person did get injured uh -huh. and so she left. And then we had the, uh, but you know, what's so funny is they were both lovely people, like lovely. Like it was literally one really nice human. I I didn't hang out with them in, you know, like outside of stuff, but just really lovely people. Uh, like, and then the next person came in. I think that's it though, which is, I think pretty impressive, honestly. Especially for a full long run like that. I mean, you were in the tiniest room. Oh yes. And uh, oh yes, we had one male lead part, but I think he had, it. I think he came in Oh. Only they already knew that he was leaving, and then we would get someone else. Honestly, both very different people. Uh, 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 the one who left halfway through ended up having a very good career. He's been on Broadway, all that stuff, and I got to see him. Um, uh, also, I'll say uh, Josh. Um, oh gosh, Josh, I pick my butt. But um, uh, Josh was on multiple Broadway shows. Oh, yeah, Strickland. It's not strict, no. no. Uh, uh, um, but he was at a Greece on Broadway prom. Um, I'm missing something. I think at least three as an ensemble, but like he's great. It's just awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Franklin, Josh Franklin, Josh Franklin, Josh Franklin. The likelihood of his, him listening to this podcast ever is slim to none because it's. I mean, probably honestly, this is the most musical theater conversation we've ever had for dance BTs, but I think it's important for you guys listening in to under listen to these conversations, listen to how we remember things. Even if we're not saying evidence-based shit, even if we're not understanding the mindset, our age range, things that we're talking about, things that we focus on, what our lives are. We didn't have access to a PT. The first thing they would send us to every time it was a joke was an MRI, anything. 
The first thing was an MRI appointment. And so that's where we were sent to. I did. I was one of the few, I think, did go to physical therapy mm -hmm. and it was not good. And I could only see them, I think, like once every other week. And they just gave me a machine to like vibrate, yeah. like one of the things. And I finally sold it after PT school because I was like, oh, I'll use this. And I'm like, wait, there's literally no evidence showing this. I said, no, as much as I already own this machine and I could use it on other patients with different pads. It's like, no. It doesn't do anything. Well, one of the things that I think is super interesting for musical theater and for dance PTs who are planning to treat dancers is that um, now with like YouTube, you can go on and you can Google like Circle of Life Disney Cruise Line. And, and if your dancer comes in, they're like, I've been doing this crazy lift and you can see it. Uh, and that was one of the things yeah, on any of them, any of the cruise ships, you can look up any that that's a good, that's a really good point on any of the cruise ships, what their show is. I love it. Sorry, continue. I just think it's weird. Yeah. Cause initially I didn't want to do, I didn't want to treat performers. I was thinking of going to a totally different world. I was going to close that box up. And then, you know, I just happened to have a couple of dancers in my clinical rotations and it's like, oh, these are my people. Like, I can't tap people. You yeah. can't. It's easy to shut it off when you're away from it. But mm -hmm. then once you get in contact with them, it's just, we just speak a language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the number that always comes to mind to me is the opening number of a chorus line. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. So you go, like, let's say you had a callback for that. Like, oh, my gosh. The drop, there's this drop where it's like a single leg plie with a leap out of it. And I remember learning it in undergrad and think, you know, same thing, like, oh my God, my quads. And so if your local community theater is hopefully in the next year auditioning for whatever show it is, like, are they doing that choreography? Things like that. And I was just like, there's only a handful of people around here who even, you know, are in that world or speak that language. Gotta spread, spread the love, spread the education. Brother Love, we need more. We need more of us out there uh, when it comes to dance physical therapy alone, because it, I just I can't stand the scarcity mindset. And that includes if you work at a freaking practice and you're saying we're the only ones who do this. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Get out. Get out. That is so such like how is that helpful to the performer when they move to another state and have no access to you? You we all know. There we have someone. So don't don't say that language mm -hmm. to your patients. We're the only ones. No. Right. If that's the case, then you better spread your wealth of whatever your miracle information is, which it's not. It works. But there's many ways to eat a Reese's. And we know this from the multitude of research that's out there. We're saying, well, this works and this works. Cool. Mm -hmm. Try it out on your patient and see what they, where they get the results to where they want to be. But yeah, ugh, so I was having a conversation with a student about this today, uh, who's um, you know dance soon to be dance PT and because um, still a student. Um, and I just, I was just so annoyed hearing hearing any of that mindset. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard all all, and I'm not going to let any of them loose on this i've heard all the big name dance pt clinics in new york mm -hmm. have this kind of talk about where they work and and if we are really serving dancers how dare you like how dare yeah. you like that is that is that is are you being are you able to to treat all mm -hmm. the dancers in the world because otherwise you're then part of the problem are you able to treat all the dancers just on the upper west side yeah. Are you? Yeah. You know, does everybody like your personality? Exactly. No, you have no enemies. Well, everyone likes your personality. Everybody thinks you're perfect. We all know that's not true. We always have, there's a, like, yeah, I think that goes for any, any aspect of, of PT. It's um, if I win, you don't lose that no longer. That is not us. Right. Mm -hmm. I win when you win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that was one of the odd things. I moved clinics recently and I, I come from a different background of like, I would love to co-treat, you know, what if I want to go on vacation and we're rehabbing an ACL injury or have a birthday or take a day off? Like, or, 
you know, I, I can't be so um, right? Some other people see things. And so that I remember rocked somebody's world when I was like, Hey, I'd love to co-treat with you. And they were like, mm -mm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't work like that. Right. Like, really? Yeah. And, and I think there just needs to be openness uh, in general uh, as, as a whole. If you're working with dancers, dancers are opening up their hearts and like really fully giving their whole body and mind to their art form. They're extremely vulnerable. As much as there's a friendly one, there's a judgy one. We have the same shit in physical therapy. But at the end of the day, if we're really, really serving them, we need to just stop thinking about ourselves. So Jenna, right now, due to COVID, do you know, are any contracts going on or is, are any of the crucial? Oh, great question. So I, uh, in regards to, okay, let me back up. Cause there are things that I know because I've spoken both to, both to people that I know who are at um, uh, brick and mortar clinics that, that work with Broadway performers. And by the way, the uh, Broadway performers, that's like 2% of community community. So do know that there's many people that need help. Yeah. Um, but uh, what the heck was I talking about? Um, so the so the places that work with Broadway, I know specifically, because that's my niche, um, musical theater people. I've gotten some concert dance for sure, but I'm like the musical theater people these days. <laughs> Cody, Cody feels me on this. Cody. Cody feels it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely theater as well. And I know that tours are not going out still. It's unpredictable. I also know, and this is a big one, people who are part of the union, AKA equity for theater performers, all right? I, dance, honestly, ballet companies, I, I'm assuming they're even worse off, okay? But for they, they have to have a certain number of weeks mm -hmm. of work in order to be covered by the union in order in order to be able to have access to have health insurance through the union, which is more affordable and very good. And basically, and I was talking to somebody from a Broadway performer and, and she was like, Oh yeah, no, I, I was like, is this what I think it is? And she said, Oh yeah. And, and she, she clarified, yes, everybody's lost their, everyone's lost it. Is it still 12 and so the way that they are able to go to these yeah. big places now is mommy, daddy, Ugh. So, so, and that does go back to when we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement inequality. That then there's a certain type of person that's going to get more advantage there, just historically with how things are set up. Then with, um, uh, and then people who are paying out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So assuming they have a job as a person that just, I just did a, a big launch for a wellness program that brings performers together. They're not injured, but where they just never still have gotten to their ultimate goal and like things that we know as PTs, we can, and um, it was, I knew things were bad, but I learned even so much more how bad things are because for them, my niche of people, my specific avatar of theater performers have been going almost a complete year without right. work. And it's, and, and the ones that are going and getting it, they're doing real estate really like, I'm sure you've seen friends doing real estate. Like yeah. performers, of course they're going to do that one. And that's great. Um, but not everybody's lucky to get it. Right. You know, that's it's 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 a it's a tough time for performers. Very, very tough with getting uh, in general. But then with having insurance, it's like, yeah, forget I'm it. So grateful for my wellness program. Like, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm mm -hmm. really hoping that things are going to come back. But we just need to keep finding ways for us to be accessible in price. That doesn't mean rip yourself off. You need to get creative. I definitely get creative like that with with my students in the dance PT program <laughs> plug. But, but really, but really, it's true. Uh, any of my students. Um, but yeah, that's something, huh? The dance PT program. Tell me more. I know. I know. Oh wait, I wanted to before we before we bump off because we totally got off subject. I don't give a crap. Well, you have a follow up question to that. Oh yeah, go for it. While you're looking for for that, so let's. We are going to get back. Life is going to go on. Um, yeah. So, what would you say to you, Jenna Cantor, 
if you could like go back in time. What? Well, that's <laughs> no, I just started to laugh. No, that's fine. But then you have to answer the thing to the question. I too. will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should right. we part A and part B? It one, just you as a person, and two, as your I love it. Your goal of I want to work as a performer, you know, for as long as I want to. All right. Wait. What's the question? So like, so like how you said you. Do you remember when you uh, the the trap door opened in the stage and you were like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make the scene. And in hindsight, you're like, that was totally dangerous. And you know, my entire I could have jeopardized my career. So things like that. I'm thinking more like warm warm up. Don't just go do this show without warming up. Things like that. Um, I told yourself. You know, I love that you're saying, I love that we're talking about this. It's such a good question. Where I go back is even further, because um, knowing the solution now, but how do you get young dancers to even care? Because they're used to their bodies bouncing back, and they do. Mm. Well, I think, have you, okay, so I have seen in, in suburbia where I am in the Midwest, yeah. um, a lot of our dance studios are starting to do that PBT, progressive ballet training. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. So people are starting to get into that mindset. Um, but yeah, it is very hard for anybody to care about how my body is going to function in 10 years, in 20 years. Yeah. It, it, it's thinking of the now. You know, how can I impress you now? I remember there was a clip from So You Think You Could Dance a long time ago. And there was this girl who was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. And so she was kind of like just marking the choreography. And then when it got to a point where she would like and it was like something where it was had to do with her flexibility. I'm not sure. Let's say it sent her splits. And then when it came to like the improv section she went from being like marking to like full out she dropped to the way everything and like did it up for the cameras and you know it made her look like an idiot but i'm like no there's endorphins you can push through anything with that and there's a freaking camera there so she's going you know what i can make up for and still look fierce i mean it's just she's not lying she's right. just hurting her body more mm -hmm. you know absolutely Oh, what do we have here? Cody's saying, I have two young patients who have, have had to get injured severely for them to get serious about taking care of their bodies and getting ready to go to college. Amen. I mean, yeah. I have not, I have not seen the research on this yet, <laughs> um, but research on motivation is so key to get them to do the homework. I, 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 I have yet to, to be with a patient who they tell me they're doing the exercises and I believe them. I think some of it is about inspiration, right? Yeah. If you're with a, if you're with an older person, um, not an older person, but if you're with that college age kid, like they they know, they know what they need to do, but it's really hard to do that. Yeah, I don't know the difference between carrots and carrot cake. No, I want carrot cake every day. Oh. You know, I remember yeah, someone like you that walks in and like meets the person where they're at. Yeah. But then also is like, I am freaking excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. And I think, gosh, if there was some research supporting like, um, you know, we could by doing PT, you know, for at least four weeks, we can increase your vertical jump height by whatever percent. That would be awesome. In addition to the sponsorship. Yes, yes, our sponsorship. Yes, our drinks that we're drinking. Um, that is so brilliant. I would love, I would love <laughs> for us all to see. I, I, do, I approach it differently. I, I like to think of each performer as my own, essentially like case study mm -hmm. that I work with. Um, I have one, one patient with chronic ankle sprains. And as Cody, I was obsessing it during the last round of dance PT program, which he was in and, and he, she, and she's, she has no ATFL, like none, no ATFL, but she keeps spraying. It keeps going, Oh my God, there's so much pain. I'm like, Oh my gosh, now we're in pain science. Now we're in Oh, I love pain science. We're in pain science. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got you. And What's so interesting is we have research studies on ankle sprains. But we don't have any solutions on exercises that fully get to functional to stop that shit. We have the beginning stuff. And I'm like, oh, 
great. So then the rest is not supported by data because we don't have it. So you have to like really read off. So I really look at it like that. And, and if we start being more open with each other as dance PTs, we can better help not only each other, but patients. Because right. like I said, I mean, Rachel, you can't, Cody, you can't, I can't, nobody can treat all the dancers in the world. You can't. You can't treat all the dancers in, in your one block radius if you're in New York. Forget about it. So to hold on to it like this elite thing is absolutely silly. So I, 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 I'm very much, we got it. We got, if we know the trick, yeah. want to come up in conversation, you know, as a suggestion and leave out the judgment. It does not mean that it's the only way you can't believe somebody didn't know that. Like, how could people know that? There, It's not in research. Meaning, we're all choreographing our life of solutions. Every day. Every day. All day and every day. Amazing. Um, all right. So I would love for you to say last words to anybody who is looking at treating and specializing. I, I, I haven't heard of this yet, but I, I'm sure it's a thing now as, as, as things have risen in um pt awareness of knowing you can work with dancers right what what advice would you have for somebody who wants to work with dancers specifically who work on cruise ships like big picture it could be about the psyche it doesn't have to be about injuries like what is your big your big thoughts about that you know what would i say to someone i would say i mean it's definitely there i don't know what the cost is um for the return is to replace your dancer versus rehabbing your dancer on the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. But just from like an ethics standpoint, it seems like it would be helpful to have, um, you know, someone in rehearsal that you know is easily accessible or having a PT come in and not so much doing your general screens, but, you know, having a nice closed door conversation. Like, is there anything you've been going with? Oh, so that wasn't your question. Sorry. Your question was. We <laughs> yeah. got way off track, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in this, this is sports too. Anyone that's got that, that drive and that goal of, Hey, I will live in this tin can with 1200 other people without my family, without a kitchen stove, so because I love what I do. Right. I will do anything for this. I love what I do. Um, you know, they need you and they need you to help with the little things. I, I would say also like, like trying to reach out to different companies before or trying to reach out to different performers before, before little injuries turn into big injuries. Um, and I guess that's across the board, right? With a right. lot of things, but in this particular group, it, it is so important because I know a lot of my athletes that I do see, it's like, yeah, high school is the number one thing and it's my senior game. But after that, like I'm done, you know, I'm going to go to college and do college stuff. Whereas like you meet somebody that is serious about performing even in high school and they have tunnel vision. Like that's it. Like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would say get out there, do what you can do. Uh, I don't, as far as right now, I don't, I don't know how, how our cruise ships are working, how our local theaters. Yeah, no pause still, most of them, I think it's, you know, the planning and stuff, you know, how they could do it. I, I actually personally think cruise ships could be amongst the safer things, as long as they're not stopping at ports, if they're doing more at sea and then only going to a private island where everything's controlled. Um, you know, just thinking out loud with all telemedicine and telehealth being so more accepted. And after listening to Cody's um, chat with you last week, yeah telemedicine man like can you imagine all the times where you're just like oh it's so dry on that ship and you would just love someone to help you figure out what's going on with your voice yeah but your voice teacher is all the way back in new york and it cost however much money to do ship to shore i don't know if that's still a thing or not probably not yeah yeah the, I, I, I remember when, when i was on the cruise ship they didn't have physical therapists but i believe they probably do on other cruise lines um, and even if something doesn't exist, it doesn't mean it won't ever exist. Right. So if you think about uh, the great neurosport with NeuroTour, they mm -hmm. have to, they, they are very established and, and helping out all the tours. That's amazing. But that did not just happen overnight. That was work. Right. It's not just like suddenly, oh, we do like, 
God bless for creating that, that reputation for then companies to go, Oh, let's hire a physical therapist regularly that I don't even know if that existed before NeuroTour. So thank you NeuroTour regarding that. And, and the same thing can be on cruise ships. If it doesn't exist, you freaking build it. On that note, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on. This was amazing. Where can people find you on the social medias? All right. Hey, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe the Dance PT podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never say that. I should. And you don't, but everybody else does. Like, <laughs> So I, I'm not really big on social media. Um, it's just pictures of my dog. But I, I, I should. I should reach out a little bit more. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Rachel Perry. That's so simple. I know. I love it. Actually, that's really good as if you want to like jump back into the performing thing. Like, I mean, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> no, I used to have a website. We should see if that is still up. Ooh, you guys, credit homework if you're able to find your website and then put it in the comments if you find it. Or if you go to YouTube, I don't know if you would have. Um, if you have anything of YouTube of you performing in anything, but uh, go for it, Cody. Cody, I know you're gonna do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Look online. See if there you can find nothing on there. Of me. I'm based out of Kansas City. I'm. I work at Performance Rehab. It's very respected. Nice, nice clinic. Um, I'm the only musical theater actor there. Uh, a while to get used to my personality, especially with the mask on. But they've accepted it and they like it. I love it because you're awesome. Cody said, "No, you didn't find anything, Cody." This is the sad Rachel. I love cyber stalking, and now it's gone. Oh, that, oh yeah. All the stuff I have is on VHS. Yes. I mean, do you guys even know what VHS is? Literally, iPods were invented while I was on the cruise ship. It was amazing. It was amazing. All right. That is it. Hey, the Muni is right here. What are you referring to, Cody? I'm not even following what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I worked at the Muni. Let me tell you this, Cody. Oh, my God. All right. One summer I did their, uh, what was it? Uh, it was it was not like professional work. It was I was, still in, I was still in undergrad, okay? So they cast me, Cody, to be in Miss Saigon. Me. Are you seeing this? This white skin? So, but I was like, okay. When am I going to do that? So I went and I stayed with a friend and lived in St. Louis. I loved the Muni. It was amazing. What was your question? It wasn't. It was just it was just YouTube bonding. I love it. I love it. It's it's like you're right here in the middle of the interview, Cody. I oh, love it. It's lost. But uh all right. Love to you. Love to everybody in dance physical therapy. Thank you for popping on. This was a joy. Everybody have a nice rest of your day or night or bedtime or whatever you're doing.